Hello, it's Hayden Williams here with another Man in the Mirror podcast. Each week I talk to a guest about their life, their work, and those bathroom essentials they can't do without. The things in their bathroom cabinet such as hair products, grooming, skincare, fragrance, and little tips and tricks along the way. But things that they might recommend to us that uh, they can't do without. Things that they might take in there little wash bag if they were going away it's those things that um, really work and and things that they want to pass on to us and this week my guest is Matt Brown who's one of the co-founders of independent fragrance and grooming brand Thomas Clipper now Thomas Clipper were one of the first brands that I encountered actually when I started writing and blogging about fragrance and grooming a few years ago they were a they were really helpful and friendly and um yeah it was were were very welcoming into the community shall we say but I was also really impressed with their range they've got um, leather goods soaps razors shaving brushes as well as a range of fragrances um, they've just added a new fragrance to the range which is called Polaris which is a really lovely warm amber with a marine twist um, I had a really great chat with Matt um, I've done a few podcasts and bits and bobs with them before and it was really kind of him to return the favour and come on to Man in the Mirror. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Matt Brown of Thomas Clipper. Welcome to another Man in the Mirror podcast and this week I'm joined by Matt Brown who is one of the co-founders of Thomas Clipper, a grooming and independent grooming and fragrance company. Hi Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello Hayden, thanks so much for having me on. How are you, how's things? Yep, very, very well, very well. So you're in Modena in Italy, aren't you? What a lovely That's place right. to be based. Sunny, sunny Modena, some, cool. some very, very yummy food and uh, nicely placed to sort of inspire us on our perfume creation and, and with our leather goods line and things like that. How amazing. Well, look, so the, the, the point of Man in the Mirror, I guess, is to find out about someone, find out about their sort of virtual bathroom cabinet products that they enjoy. But I think it would be really useful just to find out a bit more about you really and I think it's you're it's fantastic to have you on because you have obviously you're, you're a man who uses grooming products and fragrance and has a keen interest in it but also a professional interest with Thomas Clipper so I guess that it'd be really good to find out how did the Thomas Clipper thing how did that all come about what was your what was your sort of inspiration what why did you think about setting up a a grooming and, and fragrance company wait it was about eight years ago I think wasn't it now something like that yeah, so so Thomas Clipper um, now is sort of is known as a independent fragrance house more than anything else. Right, we've 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 been lucky in in getting lots of lots of nice things said about us by you as well, Hayden. Um, uh, well, but- <laughs> yeah, all richly deserved. It's, it's some some fantastic you. fragrances. No, we sort of found our groove in 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 making these these sort of modern interpretations of classic classic fragrances um, for men. Um, but it didn't start like that. Thomas Clipper started out um, as uh, a grooming brand uh, and specifically as a double-edged razor company. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, our very first product was, uh, well, products were two uh, double-edged razors and they were kind of a um, rejection of single-use single, single use sort of plasticky um culture when it comes to yeah. when it comes to grooming and that sustainability focus has has carried on through through as we as we moved into into the fragrance lines um but we started with we started with a all metal double-edged razor that we launched on kickstarter the mark one and the mark k which was kind of supposed to be a special edition 
um, that we also launched at the same time, K being for Kickstarter. Um, yeah, that's how that started. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was it was really, really well reviewed. Um, first ever review was by uh, Gray Fox, um, which who I'm sure you yes. know. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, so that got so much love um, that we, we carried on, we carried on making the mark. The Mark K. So that's how it all sort of got started out of a love of simple, simple kind of slow shaving. But um, you're, I guess, I mean, in terms of you know, you're a, you're a businessman as well. And why did you sort of focus in on on razors and and that sector? Was was it a genuine, you know, was it sort of cold hard you know, laser <laughs> focus on on? You thought there was a a gap there, or was it? Did it come out of a passion for? For that world or you know why did you choose that that path with with thomas clipper well we <laughs> a bit mean, of everything maybe i don't know it was a little bit of a mix yeah i mean i've always shaved with um double edge uh because because of my skin yeah i'm basically a hairy bloke yeah, um and, too, and uh, <laughs> right and it just works much better um and then there's also the sustainability angle which was always really interesting for, mm. for me and for my business partner um antonio uh, we didn't want to be just making another kind of um, another kind of razor, just just chucking stuff into the world. We wanted ours to last. You know, we always had this ambition that you'd be able to hand it down to your to your kids, which you oh, yeah. pr- probably can with oh, our razor, unless you're unless you're throwing it around the bathroom. You should be able to. Um, <laughs> it's it's designed to last, and the replaceable part, which inevitably has to be replaceable. We looked into diamond blades, Hayden, but that's oh. a silly, very silly idea. That's not, that's not going anywhere. Um, pricey, the, maybe. I think probably it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but the but so there's an inevitably part of it that needs to be replaceable. But the replaceable part of the double edge razor is um, just a piece, a very small piece of lightly packaged. In our case, um, with the shark blades, plastic free package. Yeah, um, are, yeah, no, I've had them actually. They are. Yeah, they, and they, they shave really well, and, and, and the bit that you use is recyclable, it's steel. Um, so, so that's sort of how we got into that, that bit. And we did have an ambition to kind of make it a subscription model. So you, you could sort of get the razor, and then we would give you a year of um, shaves uh, completely free. Because they're so cheap, these double-edged blades, that we just thought, oh, we can just pop them in the mail in a normal envelope because they're so, so thin, so we're yeah. spending sort of 20p on the postage. And and we could give somebody a really interesting introduction to the world of double edged shaving, where they like they work out that this isn't just better for the environment, it's not just better for their skin, but also it's actually pretty cool when you just get like free razor blades in the in the mail. It's like the opposite yeah. of the it's the opposite of the big players model. Yeah. So that was kind of where we thought we had our little little market um, niche, and and that's where we were sort of plugging away for a while. Right. Okay. Well, we we can talk a little bit more about some. Of, I'd love to talk about some of the Thomas Clipper fragrances a, a mm-hmm. bit later. But what I'd love to know is again, there's a, the the reason for this podcast is is more a because I'm nosy, but also just to <laughs> to kind of almost get this sort of hive mind and 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 different men's ideas of of great products. And I think it's quite hard to you know you can find this information sometimes in men's magazines or online, but actually real men recommending products that, that they love and, and work for them, you know, whatever life stage they're at. So, yeah, one of the things I'd love to find out is about sort of key products in your bathroom cabinet, as it were, you know, things that you really like and, and recommend and that work well for you. So it'd be great to find out a bit more. I guess we, we started talking about 
grooming and razors and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure there might well be some Thomas Clipper products amongst them. But um, in terms of grooming, your sort of beard care and razors and trimmers and shave creams, that kind of stuff, well, what, what ones do you like? What, what products do you, um, that work well for you? Well, and I really like this question um, when you sent it along. You spoiler alerted it or something when you, when you previewed it. It's not it, just spontaneous. No, no, it's a good question. Um, I think there's, there's, a, there's a few ways of answering this. Like one way is, is the sort of on its face, you know, what do I use to, to make sure I have a good good morning sort of ritual or good mm. morning shave? And yeah, that's where you'd obviously... I would, I would get, a, I would get a dressing down from Antonio if I didn't. If you if didn't, didn't mention a plethora of Thomas Clipper products. Well, they're all brilliant. So, so buy them all. Buy we them know, all. We know, we know this. <laughs> um, but, but let's let's step away from the Thomas Clipper razors and the Thomas Clipper fragrances, which are, of course, fantastic. Um, and, and just say more broadly, having a sort of a slow shave experience, so slow, a double-edged razor from you know, other brands are available, uh, and, and, and making sure that you you finish it off with some sort of olfactory coda is really nice. That's a really nice way to, totally. to begin a morning. Totally. Are you a daily shave man? No. Well, I am a daily shave man, but I, I'm a daily shave man on the sort of edges. So I have, a, I have a sort of stubble constantly going on, but then I kind of sculpt the stubble. You, you, you're going to have much better... <laughs> A better way of describing that, Hayden, I'm sure. Sculpt the stubble is good. No, I, I get because I think that's one thing that you know. I have um, I have a beard, but I think you know, I think oh, it's going to make it super low maintenance, and in some ways it is. But but also you can't just you can't just leave it, can you? Because otherwise it sort of spr sprouts all up the face, or you know, you just it ends yeah. up looking quite messy. And you, you know, without getting to sort of full Craig David topery, you kind of you do. <laughs> there is a sort of a, hopefully a happy medium of just keeping it relatively tidy, right? Whether it's stubble or yeah. beards or whatever, but you don't, you certainly don't, I mean, in my case, it would, you know, it would start sort of sprouting up the cheeks and, you know, all that stuff around the neck and you kind of, yeah, whether it's daily or a few times a week, you need to deal with that, I think, don't you? You do. And, and doing it with a double edge um, razor gives you much more visibility. Yes. So, yeah. And much more control. So it's a more precise shave. It's, it's more pleasant. Um, that's not to say you couldn't do your whole your whole face with it if you if you were clean shaven. I enjoyed the Craig David reference as well, Hayden. That's a, yeah. I, I always feel bad because I yeah, I, it's just <laughs> such an obvious kind of yeah um, you know beard reference. But yeah, that that sort of thing where you kind of well obvi obvious obvious to a certain obvious to a certain age of, <laughs> yeah. of man, Hayden, and uh, and and uh, actually that age up until a few years ago would have been us right but you know that there that he's you know released all this new material yeah there, there, he's back out there, there isn't he there are kids who didn't know that he'd ever <laughs> he'd ever done anything else you know beforehand so i know he was all making love on wednesdays or thursdays or however many days he did it but yeah yeah and he's back out doing all the ts5 stuff in the clubs and yeah, anyway. yeah. but yeah a very i mean maybe less so now i can't think of i think he's a bit more just a regular bearded now but there you know, was certainly a time when yeah that ultra kind of sculpted thing and doing weird that's it anyway well that's going to be the perfect segue to my second way of answering your question <laughs> okay yes um so the first one is is yes fantastic um double edge uh, razor and, and make sure you finish it off with with fragrance because uh it really does it, it it brings an element of pleasure to you know what could just be a chore of sort of making yourself yeah. up in the morning yeah but um 
the the second sort of bathroom cabinet thing is actually cabinet adjacent <laughs> which is i think it's i think it's really important to have a, a pair of speakers in your bathroom whether it's just like a little bluetooth thing or, oh, or, an, or an alexa or something like that that there's almost nothing more joyful than sticking on uh you know a really uh, energizing morning record. And the beauty of it, you see, Hayden, is that you're in your bathroom and nobody can judge you for your choices. No. So if you, if you put on Dua Lipa on full volume, nobody's, nobody's there. No judgment. Nobody, nobody can judge your dancing. Um, uh, or, or if you want to listen to... Uh, Greg David. Beta, if you want to listen to Greg David or, or a Beethoven symphony or whatever it is that, that gets you in the mood or enhances your mood or anything like that, just in the same way that scent can do it, um, I think you could spend absolutely hours picking the perfect shave and there's diminishing returns. Even, even as somebody who literally sells this stuff, you know, once you, once you're in the world of nice razors, double edged, you know, there's, there's diminishing returns. Whereas if you pop on, you know, if you didn't have any music in, as part of your routine, I think that would give an enormous boost to your happiness um, in, in, in the morning. It's a lovely or to way your of thinking calmness about it. or anything like that. So that's my second. And what, my would, second. what what music would do it for you, Matt? Well, I mean, I, I can't give away my secret morning playlist. But I will <laughs> say that the Dua Lipa example was not just facetious. <laughs> you didn't pluck that from there. Yeah, love her. Love Fantastic her. production. That Fantastic last record. Tunes. Yeah, oh. Future Nostalgia. Great disco, disco, funky pop. Brilliant. Can't love argue her, with love it. Her. Great. And, and what about? Um, Post shave, are you a user of balms and creams? You know, before fragrance, are you, are you putting something on your stubble? But, well, honestly, I'm, I'm sort of a sort of a bit of a minimalist. So, so I uh, so no is the short answer. I, I put on fragrance. I, yeah. I try and sort of I try and sort of minimise the number of products I have in my yeah. um, in my bathroom anyway, and in the shower. Sort of stick to just soap. Oh, Thomas Clipper sells soap as well. You should get some soap. Um, but we, we, you know, just yes, just a, just a solid soap. You know, solid soap's got uh, an environmental impact, which is ten times less. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't, I didn't come on this podcast to start like banging on about. <laughs> no, on but about I, yeah, I, want, I want to know what. Yeah, I want to know about but these, it's, these it, routines. To, yeah, exactly. Well, it, to me, it was shocking. You know, to, it's it's ten times less environmental impact than than um, a shower gel or something like that. It works. It works exactly the same. Um, and it smells lovely, and and so so yeah, just a simple soap, um, and uh, and yeah, I find that actually because my skin is fairly sensitive, um, the best skincare sort of routine that that I can personally have is to not clean shave completely. If yeah. I if I completely clean shave and put all the functions and balms and, and moisturizers on your face if you like and i'm still gonna i'm still gonna have a bit of trouble yeah whereas if i just have a little bit of stubble there and just and, and make sure it's cleaned up and and doesn't look too and that well. just lets the skin rest a bit as well doesn't it you just yeah that's it. going at it every day <clears throat> and that, no, that's really interesting about soaps and things i think you know there's nothing more annoying than you know if, if you do have shower gels you know some, the amount of i mean it's bad enough i suppose the fact that they're plastic but then if you start adding pumps and all these things and you just, mm-hmm. yeah you do feel obviously they can be recycled but you just feel bad it just feels like a gigantic waste so I, yeah i try to use well it's also the production of the actual um the actual gel yeah of course the, the, the way that it's used <clears throat> and it's the transporting of it so so you think about a small bar of soap it's it's 
actually really efficient way of packaging a cleaning product. It only yeah. comes off when you're actually using it. So you're not half the stuff you spray from a shower will just go straight down the drain before you even put it on your body, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Soap's extremely efficient in, in use in transport. So it's not even just the packaging. Um, but it is also the packaging, you're right, Hayden. No, very good point. Matt, you touched on on fragrance, but um and again, we we, we will talk about more about Thomas Clipper, but are, do you have are you a kind of person that has uh, a scent wardrobe? Do you have a, a signature fragrance that you use? I'm, I, you're someone that knows a lot about fragrance. So, I mean, outside of the, the Thomas Clipper world, what would you what would you reach for? You know, what, what sort of well, fragrances are there? Well, I can't answer that, Hayden. No. How, would I, how could I possibly answer that? Let's, let's say, obviously, we do lots of research into, into other brands. And yeah. I don't think you could, you could be into scent without having a broader um, outlook but I'm not going to start recommending alternative no, no. brands on the podcast, Hayden. No, that, I, I do, that's I do unfair. Mix. That is unfair, <laughs> and I apologise. Okay, so, okay, well, you know, just tell me then, from, from the Thomas Clipper range, are, yeah. are, are there certain fragrances that you gravitate towards? Do you, I'm sure you, you obviously love them all like children, but um, in this, this morning routine, of you, you know, you've sorted out your stubble and you've washed and yeah. everything, and, and here we are in in May and I'm sure it's a beautiful day in, in Modena in Italy. What what kind of fragrance would you go for on a on a sort of spring morning like today? Well you know this morning um it was cloudy and freezing. It's oh. nice now. It's <laughs> it's nice and it's nice and sunny now. Let's keep it real, but, Matt. That's <laughs> well, true. It was, yeah. it was it was I say freezing, Hayden. I I mean I'm slightly exaggerating, but it was quite it was quite chilly. Yeah. And and so this morning I actually wore a competitor brand uh, layered with uh, Polaris. To, ah, yes. uh, so Polaris is our, is our sort of really nice warming amber. The competitor brand that I used is a much fresher uh, uh, scent, uh, kind of a little bit more citric. So, so that blend, I think, suited the, suited the morning really nicely. That's really interesting because, you know, always Thomas Clipper fragrances do have the – they are sort of layerable, aren't they? And, mm-hmm. and, they, and they can work with each other. But, um, yeah, I, I have – Polaris, as you say, is beautiful amber, but it does have that kind of, there is a sort of marine sharpness yeah. in there as well, isn't there? So I can imagine that working really well with yeah, something it, it else. Yeah, it does. Citrus it on it top. sort of accentuates that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost Atlantic time. So our, our, our Neroli yes. is called Atlantic. Yes. And it's starting to almost feel warm enough that. What that, time is it? Um, it's Atlantic time. Atlantic o'clock. Yeah. So it's nearly, it's nearly there. We're nearly <laughs> in the season where I, I actually, I, I don't know about you, Hayden. This, you may think I'm mad, but I actually quite like um, rationing my sense to certain experiences or certain times totally. of the year. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then you have that memory of, okay, this is my summer scent and now I've got this on. This is like Atlantic and it makes me feel like I'm going to the beach or I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, it, it almost has this sort of inbuilt optimism. It's almost like the smell of um, sunscreen. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not as that's not as sort of romantic, is it? But but that sort of coca, that classic coconutty smell. That the minute you smell it, you're like, gosh, I'm at the beach. You know, yeah. that's that's sort of almost almost what I'm what I'm holding back on for Atlantic. And there is, um, I mean, you talk about sunscreen, and there is fragrances that that have that kind of profile, isn't it? I think even yeah. Nivea or one of them has actually done a kind of you know, a fragrance that's based on sunscreen because it, it must be, it must be those associations that lovely. Well, you're on holiday, 
freedom, less responsibilities, you know, having a lovely time, that, but that sort of, yeah. yeah, coconut, ylang ylang, that kind of thing. It's, yeah, totally. Sort of optimism and, uh, and good times. No, I, I, I definitely get that idea of, yeah, sort of holding back fragrances for certain occasions or certain times of the year. I think, you know, and I, I've never been one of these people that's just sort of, you know, has one fragrance and squirts it till it's done and then yeah. moves on to the next one because, yeah, you know, different moods require different fragrances and, and you say, as you say, sort of associations with certain seasons or certain events. Like I've, there's a, I'm going to do a, a black tie do this week and, I, and I'm already yeah. thinking, you know, I've got a, a, a tuxedo one and that kind of thing and just thinking about the right fragrance for that outfit and that occasion and, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, creating some nice memories around, some, some nice scent memories around that occasion. I think it's, even if it's just a, a fleeting thought for a couple of minutes, it just feels like a, I don't know, it's a nice thing to do, isn't it? That's well, it. well, let me, let me make two observations. Hey, the first one is, the answer is City by Thomas Klepper. That's, that's, <laughs> um, but, but, but it's, it's, it's a very nice fugue. I think it would go perfectly. Thank um, you. But, the, but the, second, <laughs> the second observation is, we're unusual, right, you and I, and, and the people in our industry, in that we do do that. We sort of bounce between um, fragrances. There's a disadvantage in that too, though, because we, we tend to sort of, I think probably because this is something just, that we're just so interested in, this is what we do, but we sort of pair fragrances with moods and seasons and yes, things like that. definitely. But if you think do, that's unusual? I think, I think that is yeah. very unusual, yeah. yeah. Most men have yeah, right. two, two or three fragrance, pro, yeah. fragranced pro, uh, products at most, and that includes their um, shower gel or, or, or shampoo. Yeah. Um, so women have something like eight. But, but, but anyway, um, so it is unusual statistically. But we miss out on something by doing this, which... Um, Pray tell. Well, if you're wearing the same fragrance for years on, years on end, you're, you're probably not going to wear the same fragrance your entire life. You know, the, the, mm. you, you're going to switch it up. And, and what does that mean? That means that you may spend your whole teenage years or you may spend your whole 20s or 30s or 40s wearing a specific fragrance. And that means that when you smell that fragrance again, the fragrance that you wore in your early 30s, you're going to be transported to a very particular part of your life. Yes. And that's something that we miss by, by jumping around. Um, so we're being flirtatious with our fragrances. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I actually think it's wonderful that, that most of our customers probably, and maybe, maybe our customers are exploratory fragrance people, but, but um, you know, some of them won't be. Some of them will be, be um, closer to the norm. And some of our customers will have taken... Um, Thomas Clipper City, let's say, and worn that every day. And we know they, they rebuy it, and there are customers that do that. We can see that. Um, and they will always remember that part of their life whenever they smell City. Now, they may move on, hopefully, mm. to another Thomas Clipper fragrance, but, but they may <laughs> move on from, from City, or they may move on from coast or country or whichever, whichever they, they've been wearing every day. But whenever they put that back on again in 10 years' time, in 15 years' time, they'll have that amazing thing that only the kind of olfactory yeah. sense can do and take them right back to when their kids were toddlers or to when they yeah. took that amazing trip or had that amazing career opportunity or whatever it is. And marking and we that don't, particular we don't period have of time, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, there's, there's too many bottles. And I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I think I do, yeah, I do try and consciously, you know, choose certain fragrances on certain occasions you know, hoping that then there is that 
connection mm-hmm. but you're, you're right i think the, the brain can probably only sort of <laughs> hold a certain amount of that information and there is something very special about scent memories but yeah maybe you need to have a fragrance over a more protracted time than than we do yeah maybe um we can't we can't do anything about it it's the way it's the way we're built it's we're, the way we're we are too with our scent it. wardrobes damn us <laughs> Um, it's the same. It's the same in music, though, isn't it? If you if you got really, really into an album when you were at a certain age, you know, listening to that album back gives you, you know, brings you back to that that time. Not quite as visceral as as, as scent does, but it mm. does. Whereas if you're more eclectic in your music taste, it's never going to happen. You're never going to know every song, every song like the back of your hand on an album because you're listening to a different album every day. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I um I got a new record player last week. Oh, and yeah. I, I found um from my dad's house, and I finally found this crate of old old records from. I mean, and I'm older than you, so from the eighties. So they're old police albums and the Grease soundtrack and things like uh-huh. that. But it was so lovely, and to, to rediscover these these LPs that had my handwriting from when I was nine or ten or something like that, and then just playing these records again. And you're you're absolutely right. It kind of took you to you say not quite in the same way as scent but but just lifting the the needle onto the the vinyl of these like a police album from 81 82 something like that and seeing seeing a sleeve that i'd looked at so often yeah it, i think i'm getting old and nostalgic or something but i've had a, a really much more sort of visceral and, and and sort of intense experiences with music in these last few weeks just with this new record player just and I don't know whether I'm going to go back. Whether I'm going to, I will, you know, buy new vinyl. But there's a, it, it has a, has a sort of different intensity and a different um, feeling going back to these old records. But that, you know, that's a, a music thing. But I think you know that, that there's a real power, isn't there, in the in those sort of associations with uh, uh, different senses and uh, what it does for us. I don't know why I went on that <laughs> musical journey, but yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's the same thing. I think yes. it's the same point. Well, music, and, music and fragrance have a lot, a lot in common. That's why I need, that's why I need the speakers in my bathroom. You see Yeah. You see, I, yeah, that's got me thinking. I've got a, there's an Alexa in the bedroom, which I have on, which I can hear in the bathroom, but yeah, maybe I need to get some more speakers. So Matt, tell me in terms of, the bathroom and your your bathroom cabinet. I don't. You can get into specific ages, but I'm guessing you're you're in your thirties, right? Mm-hmm. So, in terms of how you think, another interesting part of this whole thing is you know it's not just about the the products themselves, but I'm 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 keen to find out how people, as much as they can express it, how they feel about their appearance at today and and where you are in your life stage now in your 30s i mean do you do you have a sort of comfortable relationship are you are you are you someone that feels sort of comfortable and resigned to to who you are and where you are do, do you ever think there's things you would you know can i because i guess you you could some people look back and say oh god you know i i've sort of felt like i was at my most attractive and slimmest and whatever it might be at a certain stage. And then, you know, always look back at that. Or are you someone that thinks, oh, you know, I'm sort of comfortable with what I see looking back in the mirror now, you know, where, I wonder where you are on that sort of continuum. Are you, you strike me? I don't know. I don't know you, especially well, you strike me as someone that feels quite comfortable in their, in their skin, maybe. 
I think you've I think you've um, revealed something about yourself there to, to the to the listeners. No, hey, um, in, in that in that your your immediate go to is comfortable and resigned. I don't know. Yeah, that's forty nine for you, Matt. I think. I, I think I think you can be comfortable and also happy with the way you look. Um, but but that's actually, true. Hayden, to be that's honest, I, I don't think I think probably I'm I'm uh, I'm in the same camp as you, uh, which is which is a comfortable. Comfortable resignation, comfortably numb. That's, that's Pink Floyd. That's Pink Floyd. Put it. That's uh, true. Would you? So would you change it? Like, are you one of these people that looks in the mirror and thinks, "If only I could, you know, uh, if only I could change this," or I well, might look at tweaking, tweaking we, we all, that. Yeah, we can, of course. We, we all can change our change our appearance, and I think that by. Um, I think that it's demonstrably clear that I'm not interested in, in changing my in changing my physical appearance. Anyway, mm. I love exercising. I love sort of moving my body and being outdoors. And, and are you a runner or a cyclist, or what, what do you do? I, I do both of those things. I do oh. far less because we've got a two month old um, and, yes. and, a, and, a, and a two year old. Just keeping so you busy, it, no doubt. It's quite physical, anyway. But, yeah. but I love being outside. I love being physical, but none of that is predicated, or at least I, I'm, perhaps it is, perhaps I, I'm unconsciously trying to make myself an Adonis, but, but um, <laughs> I, I, none of that is at least overtly predicated on trying to look, look um, better. And it's not even necessarily in the kind of, I love Joe Wicks. I love, I love, I love his... Um, I do love you his do his workouts? You know, during lockdown, I did. Now, yeah. I, now I more love him in theory than practice. But... but um, <laughs> But Everyone he, loves Joe Wicks, don't they? They do. They should. Um, but his whole <laughs> thing about whenever you exercise, you feel better afterwards. I think is, is really, really. It's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but even that, I don't necessarily. I, I actually enjoy the process of getting out and, and moving and, mm. and being out in the world. Um, we spend so much time looking at screens and sat down, and, and it's just nice to get out. Yeah, so and I think that's the, the reason that I, I like moving, not not to try and try and make myself not to better. try and improve it. But no, it's true though, isn't it? You know, the amount of you know, it's not saying anything new, but the fact that we're this sort of hybrid thing of you know, sometimes offices or you know, yeah. quite often working at home, you, that those those sort of natural breaks that to to get out and whether it's you know going for a run or a cycle or walking the dog, whatever it is, is becomes more important, doesn't it? Otherwise, there's no sort of delineation of the the day you're just sort of you know continually on calls or staring at the screen it's it's yeah not good for you i would say no so so in terms of that in terms of like my appearance i uh i i see my experience sort of as linked to physicality and things like Mm. moving and, Mm. and and stuff like that and i'm not I don't know, Hayden. I'm not sure that, that I have the most articulate answer for you on this. No, it's not, I, I th- it's not something I honestly think about all, all that much to tell the dream. Well, and, that, and I suppose that says as much about it as well, doesn't it? It's, it's obviously not, you know, you're not someone because, and, and it's not a, a sort of value judgment on on anybody, but that some people will will have certain thing that they, you know, would be keen to change, and and as you say, might do something about it, might not. Um, <laughs> Oh, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that I have changed relatively recently in the last five or six years is I do try and dress a little bit better. I'm still. I'm married yeah. to. A, I'm married to a fashion designer, so I should probably oh, have, have picked this up a bit quicker. But but, um, <laughs> but I do try and like I don't know take a bit pay a bit more attention to the clothes that I'm, I'm wearing. It might yeah. also come from the fact I'm living out in Italy and, and people here. Of course, a stylish bunch. 
they do take it quite seriously. So, so I think it's kind of rubbed off a bit. It must rub. It must rub off on you. Again, that's part of the part of the same thought process, isn't it? Of sort of, and it, I don't. It's not a vanity thing at all. I think you're wanting to look good and make make the best of yourself you know and, and again I think, I think it might i think it might be a vanity thing well, I, don't I, know, know, I don't know i don't know what else to call it <laughs> no i know but i, I guess you know that, that you could some people just say oh you know i'm i'm a dad now and i just you know wear the same jeans or whatever but i think that no i think it's a but i think it's a good thing to take care of yourself and 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 yeah and f- for yourself and for a partner or for you know wh- whoever just to I think there's, you know, we talk about music and scent and these sensory things, and you know, wearing wearing clothes that make you feel that make you feel good is a is definitely part of that, isn't it? And I'd, yeah, I, of course, I suppose there's a there's a vanity to it, but there is in there there is in anything. Otherwise, we'd all just wear, you know, one pair of chinos and a white t-shirt the whole time. I don't know, you know, I think this, I think it's a good. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No. Um, good. And what about? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're trying to. Sound, I think it sounds like I'm all trying to make myself feel better about all these <laughs> things. As well. And I guess the, the final thing, Matt, um, something I like to to ask the guests is is what what makes you happy? Um, you know, and it it doesn't have to be a sort of a particularly kind of well, a, a more sort of instinctive answer. You know, what's your sort of happy place, and what what are the things that that you do or in your life that that make you feel happy? Well. It's, it's, this is a really big question, Hayden. I mean, it's not like, what have, you got in your, what have you got in your cabinet? <laughs> you know, that was easy. Not an end with a zinger. It's something that I do think about. I think it's important that people think about it. And I think that there's kind of different, different kinds of happiness and there's different ways of trying to achieve those kinds of happiness. So there's like long-term happiness and that comes from structural choices. Yeah. Like where, like where you live, mm-hmm. um, like the, the the makeup of your work day, but not on a specific day. I mean, over over you mm. know, months and years. And you being um, in you being in Italy is that making you happy? Well, I, th- I think I think probably over, overall it is. Yeah, mm. um, it was tough during lockdown not being able to see family. No, I um, bet. Uh, you yeah. know, it, things are opening. Things are basically open up now. Yeah. So that's that. We're back to where we were a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and so yeah, I think on balance it is. And that, but it's definitely a decision that was consciously taken yeah. on that basis. Like, okay, where, where in the world? And then there's like the short term things, which are like, I swam in Lake Garda a couple of days ago and going swimming in. Oh, lovely. Right? And swimming outside. Yeah. That makes me happy. Listening to, getting five or 10 minutes to listen to music slightly embarrassingly loudly in my yeah. living room. Which is really, it's all like, you, you get five or 10 minutes. Yeah. If you get five or 10 minutes, you're winning. You know? You've got, you go do a leaper in the shower, haven't you? You're fine. That's how I get around <laughs> it, you see. So that's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how I get around that. That's how I double up. Because that's time I have to spend anyway on my own. That's double happiness. <laughs> if I get to sit in the park and get through even like half of a New Yorker, that, that makes me happy. But those things yes. are like, it, I find... Honestly, both of those things, the long-term things, the structural things, like trying to, trying to live in the, we, we like walking around. We like being surrounded by people and culture. So we live in the center of a city. You, you can see people in culture and walk around a lot if you live in the suburbs or, or, or in the countryside. 
but it's just harder. It's just you're, you're building structures that if those are the things that make you happy, you're less likely to do them. And conversely, yeah. if you love just walking walking in wide open spaces and not seeing anybody, but you You'd live be in somewhere else. city. Mm. Exactly. You can do mm. it. You can, mm. you, can, you can go out and, and, and spend every weekend outside, but the structure that you've built in your life is not conducive to you having this, that kind of slow burn, long-term happiness. But, but the, the, really, the really confusing third part of the answer is, I actually find that happiness kind of just appears and disappears. And very often in the moment, it's very hard to put your finger on what it is that means that this moment that I'm playing with my son, I'm on absolute cloud nine. Whereas yesterday we were doing exactly the same thing. And it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it's not like, it's not like it was rubbish, but, but, but yeah. for some reason that often I find is maybe it's just a chemical, you know, um, chance that happens. Um, I think it's very unpredictable actually from a moment to moment thing. Oh, they were really good answers. I, I really appreciate you having a, a think about that. So it was lovely to, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. There's a, sort of different, different levels to it and different ways of thinking about it. That was fascinating. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's, I appreciate you giving me some time from your morning in Modena in Italy. So in, in terms of Thomas Clipper, Polaris is out now and it'll soon be Atlantic time. Um, soon will be. Soon be Atlantic time. But look, have a fantastic day. Thank you for your time. And um, we'll speak again very soon. Thanks, Hayden. It's been uh, a real pleasure as always. Oh, thank you. You take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. It was so great to talk to Matt. And um, I hope you agree. There's some really good tips and some uh, things that he was talking about that really resonated with me. I love that idea of really taking time with your morning ritual and, and music in the bathroom and all that good stuff. Um, really fantastic. So thank you, Matt. If you want to find out more about Thomas Clipper, you can find them on the socials, uh, on Instagram there, at Thomas Clipper. So T-H-O-M-A-S-C-L-I-P-P-E-R. So at Thomas Clipper. Um, yeah, there's a new fragrance, as I said earlier, called Polaris, which is out now. And the whole range is well worth investigating, actually. So thanks to Matt, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next time on Man in the Mirror. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>